I'm Carly Walton, and this is the Teach Music Online Podcast, a show where you'll find tips and strategies for growing your music business. I'm all about automating your business tasks, growing with social media, and teaching with the best online tools. Welcome wherever you are listening from. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today's episode is so unique. I have not done one like this yet. One of my TMO members, Anna Marie, reached out and she asked if she could interview me for the podcast. (laughs) So the tables have turned a bit and I got to experience what it's like being interviewed. We had so much fun talking about the Teach Music Online course and really how it got started and how it came to be. She had expressed to me that she would love to hear my story of creating it, the hurdles, everything that comes with creating a business um, and an online an online course. And in this interview, we really do talk about some of those challenges, some setbacks, some and also some unexpected rewards of creating Teach Music Online. I have to say that our discussion is very real and raw and it's totally not scripted. <laughs> so you're going to get some real answers, which I hope you're able to learn from and appreciate. Creating the Teach Music Online membership has been the most amazing journey. I absolutely love it. And I'll also be the first to say that I have learned a lot and I didn't expect some of those things that I've learned. So I hope that you hear that today in this episode. Thank you so much for listening again. We'll go ahead and jump right into this episode, the interview that I had with Anna Marie. So I'm turning the tables today on Carly, our illustrious leader. Um, We were talking the other day and I happened to join like right in the beginning. I think when you put the first call out, uh, but so much has changed since then. And I feel like um, every time I tune in, there's something new that's going on. So I thought it would be fun to chat with Carly today and see what how it's changed and how her original vision has maybe grown and morphed over this time thanks so hi carly (laughs) thanks so much you know it's funny i think about i think back to that that was may of 2020 like the right in the middle of the the heaviness of the pandemic and i remember getting on a phone call a q a session with our teachers and announcing this membership and you raised your hand and you said, I just need to know how much to budget for this. <laughs> I remember you saying that and I thought, oh my gosh, this is so great. She's already planning ahead. I love this person. <laughs> well, I mean, from the teacher perspective, you know, we were all thrown into a tizzy and I don't know. I mean, I guess I would have fumbled my way through if I hadn't have found you but it was so much easier to have all the resources in one place. And I'm still surprised today. I'm still hearing of teachers that just stopped teaching when, when everything fell apart. So, so how did you even get started teaching online? I mean, you're such an early adopter compared to everyone else. So how did that start? I, let's see in 2012 now, 2013, 13 around there I was teaching in Arizona and I just had a couple of students that I really loved working with move to Texas and I was in Arizona and I was just so sad they were leaving and I remember seeing online teaching as an option through um lessons.com take lessons.com because I was I had a profile on there and I remember seeing virtual lessons as like an option for your profile and I kind of was thinking like 
virtual? How in the world would that work? So when they said they were moving, I was good friends with their mom, Amanda. And I said, hey, let's just try Skype lessons. Like, I know you guys don't want to go through the hassle of finding a teacher, so let's try it. And that's how I got started. So we had a couple, our first couple of lessons and um, immediately I saw it was convenient. It was so easy for them to just open their laptop and jump on a lesson with me. And I was also teaching high school choir at a charter school and running around to lessons. And so I loved their lessons because I didn't have to leave my house and it was so convenient. So within that first year, I thought I'm gonna start transferring my students online if they move or if they're traveling if I'm sick or something. And then, so I did that for about three years. And then when I met my husband and we got married, we decided we wanted to travel full time. And I had been teaching online then for a couple of years. And I thought, I think I could do this while traveling. And so that, that's when we switched all of my students online. Yeah, I think um, that's one of the things that people have discovered now after the pandemic. And people are looking maybe for a different kind of quality of life after all this time at home that that really, teaching online really facilitates a lot of things in terms of planning and scheduling. So thank you for that. <laughs> yes, and you know, it, it, it takes a lot of time to, to get into the groove of it. And in a weird way, thanks to the pandemic, teachers have had time, enough time to be forced into it. You know, if you just dabble here and there, it's not very easy because you don't have the setup, you don't have the materials, you haven't fully pivoted yourself into embracing that online technology. So, and yeah, in a strange way that the pandemic has been a blessing because it's opened this new door of opportunity for teachers to travel. One of the teachers in the community just said she moved to Brazil because she's been wanting to learn Brazilian and or Portuguese and she wanted to she wanted to move there and because of online teaching this this is finally an opportunity for her to do that. Oh wow yeah. that's amazing. Um, so okay so you started in 2012 and just since I've been online, I feel like the technology has changed astronomically. So tell us a little bit about what you've experienced, because even today I have like one family that online lessons are so difficult because they just have horrible Internet. Yes, you know, it's so I think it depends on the type of teacher you are, too, if you like to be the techie teacher with the multiple camera angles and the external microphone. I will mention, I won't promote this, but when I when we were in Australia, we traveled in a camper van along the coast for six weeks and I taught my lessons. <laughs> and I just like had these very surreal moments where my husband's out shooting kangaroos with our one-year-old and I'm in the camper van with my little keyboard and using my cell phone service hotspot to my computer, my laptop, and it worked like I I just, you know, it worked. I don't know that I would go back and do that now with how amazing lessons can be now with Classroom Maestro and hooking up my MIDI connection to the to the um, to the laptop and with all of the apps and the games and the, the wonderful things that make lessons so engaging. You know, it's kind of you have the extreme on both ends. What are some of the favorite, I mean, you just mentioned Classroom Maestro, but what are some of the favorite things that you're using right now? Yes. Okay, let me think about this. There's so many amazing tools. I really love the interactive piano method from Carol Matz. That has been my go-to for probably four years, three or four years now. 
And the, the reason why I like that is because I love screen sharing digital music and notating on it with the student. So that is a huge thing for students. I love that the student can get the music on their iPad and see the music on their iPad because it's all digital. I love using, no, is it Notion? Yes, Notion for theory. Um, I will connect my iPad to the computer and we'll do theory lessons directly through the computer. Um, my two favorite currently for video calling would be Rock Out Loud Live and Musicology for different reasons. Um, Rock Out Loud Live is great for group lessons and the audio I think is still unmatched anywhere else. Musicology though has a keyboard embedded into the screen for the student oh. to see. So that is so helpful because you can play on your piano and this, they'll see the keys that you're actually playing. So for scales and chords and things like that, it's just it's just it's, amazing. I'm writing that down. That is yes, very cool. musicology. Look it up. It's great. So you know, we're just there's so many new things coming out, and I always tell teachers that we're creating a toolbox of all of these wonderful things. And some teachers come into the program and they email me, I am so overwhelmed. I can't. I don't know how to implement all this. And I tell them, slow down. You're not supposed to. Like, we're not supposed to flip your studio upside down. We're supposed to tweak it and pivot and match the needs of the student with amazing tools. And in the future, when you get an adult student, you can refer back to the course and say, oh, yeah, I learned that one skill that this adult needs or that this student with special needs might need. You know, I learned how to compose music because of that workshop we did. And now I have a student that wants some of my music that I can compose for them. So I think teachers are just go-getters and we want to be amazing, but we can't do it all at once. And that's why it's nice having this community and course where you can just incrementally get a little better. So, okay. So speaking of the course, again, from the time that I started, it has changed so much. So let me ask you, like when you first started out, what did you envision that this was going to be? Yeah. So <laughs> it's a funny question because, you know, I have been so open to creating exactly what teachers need. So I don't even know that I knew. I knew at the time I had dozens of questions about different topics like how to use cameras and how to um, use interactive materials and how to be engaging with beginner students was one of the biggest problems. So it's so what I love, Anna Marie, is I love creating content that helps teachers. I love getting messages and comments saying, light bulb moment. Oh my goodness. I did not know that's how it works. This is so much easier than I thought before. And that happens almost daily that I get messages like that. So what I do is I, okay, let me back up. Originally it was how to pivot your studio online and teach online. That's what I created in 2019. So in spring of 2020, when we had this worldwide pandemic hit, it was already there. It was like the exact little package of videos needed for teachers. Well, thanks to the pandemic, <laughs> everyone knows a lot of those things. There's still some things in there that are helpful, but most teachers are comfortable online, most. Um, so now it's, it's marketing, it's social media, it's how to be engaging with beginner students, it's method books. And so as these questions roll in, I am writing them all down and I'm creating new courses. We just created a brand new course of the, the studio website builder because 
teachers, I kept getting emails and messages. I need help with my website. Can you get on a call with me? And I was happy to, but I thought if they have this question, all of the other teachers do as well. And so it's me doing the research, doing all of the research outside of what I already know and seeing what's working for everyone else and and packaging it into something that's understandable for teachers. So, okay, so what you're telling me is like, you're just responding in other words. Um, but if you had to think like, how would you like this to grow? What, what sort of things have you envisioned might be, or, or, you know, your grand scheme? Oh, I I love that. I, I love that thought. You know, I imagine, um, so much for the community. Um, I want to create, I'm, I'm really thinking of teach music online as a business course for musicians, musicians, whether they're, maybe they're teaching online, building a studio, but maybe they're doing other things. But as musicians, we need help with our business. We need help with the legal, legal things. We need help with the marketing, with the branding, with the website, with the social media. Um, so the overarching idea is it's business school for music musicians and music teachers because we don't get a lot of that at universities um at least not as modern as it can be through an online course and then the community aspect is collaborations connecting with teachers that are like-minded so that we feel supported and loved and then on top of that i we will be doing conferences so in-person conferences where we can meet together collaborate, connect, make these friendships. And then the next level are service trips. I really want to do service trips with musicians where we can do go travel to Mexico and help build a school or help teach in an orphanage and take our music, our skills with music to the world in really unique ways. I have such a passion for service. I've I lived in India for a summer in leprosy colonies, and I lived in China for 11 months and taught at boarding schools. This is all before getting married. Um, and then I've, I was in Fiji and Belize and Tonga at different times of the year doing service. And so I think there could be a really beautiful um, connect between our passion for teaching and really bringing that into the music community as well. So that will be maybe a package or an option that I offer to members in the future. How do you, I mean, how do you balance it all? Like I'm, I'm here and I have 50 students and I always feel like I have a hard time catching up between managing the studio, managing the students needs, managing the parents crazy expectations sometimes. Um, How are you, you know, putting that all in its place and keeping order of everything? Yeah. You know, I heard recently that there's no such thing as work-life balance, and that that actually was really helpful for me to hear that. Like, okay, like, I have chosen this because I have many passions, and it's okay. It's okay to have passions, and it's okay for me to be working while raising my three daughters. It's a beautiful thing that I can be on my phone at the playground with them answering emails, but I'm with them. And I'm, I'm there and I'm present, even though I still have a little bit of work to do, I can manage both. At the same time, I have um, time management systems in place that are so helpful. I basically divide all of my tasks into buckets and I give them a day of the week. And so podcast interviews are always on one day of the week. Um, usually my 
partnerships that I'm working on, my um, email campaigns, marketing, things like that are all on different days so that when I do those tasks, I can really zero in and focus. Um, If we don't have systems like that set up, we just feel crazy. I mean, you could sit down and see this long list and go, I I can't even be productive when you're just putting out fires. Um, So I think it is a lot of time management and figuring that out, but it is it's a process. I am still, I'm still in the middle of (laughs) figuring it out and new things are happening and I have new ideas all the time. I'm building a brand new course right now that I'm going, oh, I could work 40 hour weeks just on this, (laughs) but I can't necessarily. So I, I figure out how to do it in less time. I lower my expectations. Sometimes I get things out faster than I originally planned to, but that's okay. So you, you just spoke of partnerships. So let me ask you, who else do you admire in the community? Who else do you really think like they, they're doing a great thing? Oh, that is such a good question. Um, I well, Carol Matz and I, I could go on and on about her. She has been somewhat of a mentor for me. She and I, when the pandemic hit, we partnered together to create a free gift for teachers. Um, It was a download from her of free music you could use with your students online and then my mini course that I was providing for teachers. So we've kind of followed each other through this and and promoted one another and done webinars together. So I think she's just so amazing. She's so giving to teachers and she has just the biggest heart. And she's also at the same time very blunt and very honest and genuine. So I love that that mix. Um, Tim Topham and I have done some things together. He actually interviewed me right as the pandemic hit. I flew home from Thailand because I was in Thailand when we launched the course. And um, he interviewed me for his podcast. And a, a lot of teachers found me through that podcast because he wanted more online teaching resources for his network of teachers as well. And I love everything that he puts out. I think he's also um, very genuine. Mike Grand with Rock Out Loud has been so present in there for teachers. Sarah Campbell and all she's doing for social media and marketing for teachers branding. She's also just giving and creating such great, valuable resources from a personal level. I think those are the influencers and the the teachers, I guess, in the industry that I love are those that are, I see, I know the work they're putting in. You know, I know the behind the scenes and I know it's not easy, you know, to create it all. You said that you're working on a new course. Can you share a little bit about that or is it like top secret? No, I'd love to. So I did it. I think I announced it a couple of weeks ago under tone in one of the podcast episodes. So some teachers may know about it, but it's course creators for musicians. And this is a course all about how to build courses. And that's for musicians, for anybody who wants to create and sell a music course for passive income. And it's, it's from beginning to end. I am working on my the middle of the course right now, but basically the first module goes through how you think of an idea, how you validate that idea, and then how you get all of your messaging for your marketing. So that's getting on calls with clients and things like that to help you think of the idea and build your outline for a course. And then I walk you through production, how to film, how to script, how to outline, and then how to host, where to put it online, and then how to sell and market. So that's, I I was getting, again, a lot of questions and emails from people, um, not just in Teach Music Online, but also outside of the membership from people that are going, 
hey, I want to build a course, where should I host it? Or is this a good idea? Or how do I find people that are interested? Or what should I charge? So answering all of those questions and really taking um, musicians through step-by-step how to do that. So aside from like the initial course that you did before that you already said you learned a lot from, what are some of the things that you have learned with this new venture or the latest venture or iteration of what you've done that that really have made a difference in how you've moved forward? I I just value so much the community and the the needs of who's in the community. I think that's when anyone who's trying to build a product can thrive is when they listen and respond. And you know, I, I don't know that I do that perfectly, but I'm certainly trying. Um, inside our Mighty Networks forum for teachers, you know, we have teachers every day in there asking questions, needing help, needing support. And I've really shifted from thinking, I think this is what people will like or need because it's what I needed to know this is what teachers who are currently here are asking for and really shifting my mindset to how can I help that person because if I can help them there's likely 20 200 other teachers that need that as well so yeah I think it's a shift in mindset from um responding versus just like creating what you think will work so I think also an important part of that is as you have moved forward, you've chosen some people to also help you answer questions. And so, and I, I, people get scared, you know, when they have a new idea, they're like, Oh, it's my idea. And I can't, I can't share it because someone's going to steal it. So I, if you could talk a little bit about that and, um, and why that trust is important and how it's helped you grow. Yes. You know, when I first was building the teach music online community, one of my mentors said, in the beginning, it's going to be a lot of you. And as you build it, it's going to be a lot. Um, other people will step in for you. And I thought that would be amazing because <laughs> I don't have enough time to answer all these questions. And, you know, Anna Marie, you and Brooke were some of those like angels in my life a year or I guess it was nine months ago now when I had Becca and I reached out to both of you and said, hey, I'm going to go on maternity. Can you help me out in the community, answer questions when you see them come up? And it's really, truly been amazing to see how teachers have started responding before I can get to it. They're there helping each other. Even I've had teachers say, hey, are you free? I'll get on a Zoom call with you to answer your question. Hey, are you free? And you know what? I think this is it. We feel good. We, joy comes into our hearts and our lives when we're helping others and when we're serving. And when you're in a network of people that are your friends, you want to, you just genuinely want to help them. It doesn't feel like, oh, I got to answer this other question. It's like, oh, she needs help. I have the answer. I want to give that to her. And it's been a really beautiful, amazing thing to watch with you. And probably, I mean, there's probably a dozen other teachers inside there that are so excited and um, interested in being that person to really help others. And and it, I couldn't have, it, it wouldn't exist today without that community, I don't think. You know, it would be a very different feel if it was just me dishing out, because <laughs> I don't know everything. <laughs> 
So I'm thinking about that. And I, I mean, like I've always drank the Kool-Aid, like you put it down and I pick it up. It's no problem. But, um, when did you, when did you first go, Oh, this is going to work. And then when did you go, Oh, this is going to be bigger than I thought it was. Um, so when I first said, Oh, this is going to work was in the fall of 2019, I started a Facebook group to just validate the idea. I told Mike, I said, I'm, I had this idea in the morning and by like noon, I had started the Facebook group and started outlining my mini course. Like that's how quickly I moved through it. We had 500 teachers join the Facebook group in a week. Oh, wow. Yeah. And and that's when I was like, okay, that's all I needed. Like that's all I needed to know that there is a very big need for training. Yeah. And then when it was much bigger, I think it was when the pandemic, actually even before that, you know, I had... I probably had around 900 or so teachers on my email list um, winter before any pandemic sign. So it was already growing and there were a lot like Richard in our group, Richard Bosworth, he purchased the course before the pandemic. He oh, already okay. was ahead of the game going, yeah, I, I, I need to learn how to teach online. Like this is my thing. There are a few, there's probably 20 teachers in our community that that had been a part of everything pre-pandemic. So I, even before it, I knew that this was something, my husband was calling blue ocean, like this blue ocean idea, which means there's nothing out there available with this kind of training and there really wasn't. And so how many people do you have now on your mailing list? Oh, <laughs> I I don't, it's more than 15,000, I think. Um, teachers that come and go um, right. our Facebook group is it about I actually haven't looked at the number in a while but I last time I looked it was around 9,000 in our Facebook community okay um yeah great friendships and you know through the podcast a lot through this podcast that and I love that aspect as well where a lot of teachers the the membership and course isn't it's not the right time for them to join and that's completely fine I think they'll know when they, when it, when they're ready for that extra step but in the meantime, there is so much with the podcast and the Facebook group and the website and the free webinars because I want everyone to partake. I want everyone to get the support they need to have success. I'm not sure how to phrase this. I want to know what is what is the most like the phone call from farthest away or the email from farthest away that someone's reached out to you and been like, hey, I heard you or hey, I, I heard about this course or I saw your Facebook group that you went, oh. What? This? Where? Oh, you know, we've had teachers. We had a teacher join in the summer that's in Madagascar. We have a few in Africa. We have a few that are in. We had one in Israel. Um, yeah, I mean, all over. I remember one joining from France and getting an email, the longest email of gratitude from her just saying, like, I needed this. Oh, recently, Michaela in our group, she is in... She is in Ireland and she, yes, and she's, she reached out and said, she found me through an ad and said, I, I want to be the most successful online teacher in my country, you know, doing this because it's not as well known, you know, it's not as common there at least. And I thought that is just, I, yes, like that's the motivation I want to give teachers is they're not just going to do this. They're going to do it and create the income of their dreams, create the flexibility that they need to be able to visit other, you know, travel or visit family, 
teach quality students. You know, all of these dreams and visions we have as teachers that feel unattainable aren't unattainable anymore. They're completely within our reach. We just need, we need a roadmap. Like I understand the frustration of not having that because that was me for eight years, figuring out what the roadmap was to having success with it. So you mentioned something about service earlier. And um, I often think about how I would make that happen and not even so far away, but like here in my community, like I live in the Metro Detroit area and we have Detroit, of course, but then I also have an area north of us, which is called Pontiac. And both of those urban areas could use outreach. And so I'm wondering how you see, you know, I think about like, how do I get these people keyboards or how do I get music supplied? Or I now have a stack of old music books because I keep telling my kids, don't throw them away. I'm going to use them one day. Um, how do you see something like that locally unfolding? And do you think that an online format would also work? Yes. Oh, that's, you're giving me great ideas. That's why I love you. You always have great ideas. <laughs> um, you know, working with local communities, I, there are, I've seen a lot of teachers that say, you know, we donate 5% of our lesson income to this chap, this charity in our community or this nonprofit. I think that's a really simple way to start. It's a very hands-off approach by saying we're going to donate X amount. And it just helps. It's just a, a, a mental thing that helps parents when they're giving their lesson income to know they're giving back because they don't always have time to go and serve at a nonprofit. Um, and I think what I would do if I were in that position where I want to go help somebody in my community or a community over is I would look for nonprofits in the area that help underprivileged kids. There are so many after school programs. There are so many, there's actually some music programs that are built for that to go into to schools that don't have a music program and provide music lessons. Um, you know, I would I, I, my brain always starts running. Um, I could find like college students who want experience teaching and some credit hours or something and maybe teach them how to teach and take them with me to go teach some lessons. Um, you know, you have a lot of music ed programs at colleges where you could probably find some great candidates for helping you build something. Yeah. Right. So uh, speaking of that, you at one time had spoken with me about the idea of having like a TMO group of teachers that you would refer out to? Or do you think about that still or was, or is that like sort of gone by the wayside because there's so many other things happening? That's exactly why I created the pro teacher directory or the certification within the course. So for those listening that aren't inside the program, we have the pro online teacher certification. And it basically takes you through a number of milestones that you need to hit that really tells me you, you have the setup, you have experience, you have the confidence to really get a lot of new online students. And so when teachers finish that certification, they get added to the directory, which is on my website. So I get referrals that come through the website for these teachers. In the future, if I could have a team of people helping me, which I'm working on, um, I would love, yes, to create some kind of a referral center where students can come to me and I help them get connected with the right teacher, the right fit. Um, it's a type of version of that right now where obviously I'm not taking any kind of cut. I'm just 
taking the student and handing them to the teacher, but it definitely could be a bigger thing. I, and when I very first started Teach Music Online, that was actually one of our first ideas was to create a directory, um, a, a directory of online teachers where we could be the connecting point for students to teacher. So um, do you get a lot of inquiries through your website for that or is or not as much anymore that you're focusing more on teacher education? Uh, yes and no, because I have the directory there so they can actually find it themselves. So they don't come through me as much because they're going to the directory. But I probably get emails once a week for inquiring for me to teach um, that I, I send them to the directory. So they find me on the website and they think, oh, I need a teacher, you know, I'll reach out. And then that's where I link them over to the directory. So it's twofold. It's already there and it's, it's indexed in Google. So if someone's searching for a teacher, they can land on that page. I guess one of my last questions is, is how do you, how far do you go into a product, like a new service or a new product before you think, no, this is not going to work. Because me personally, I have a lot of fear of missing out going on. Like, oh, there's this new thing and I should check it out. And it's it's online. And <laughs> sure. Are you referring to teaching materials or running your business or anything? I think it's more teaching materials because I feel like every day I get a new offer, a new product, a new thing, and I'm totally overwhelmed. I think when there's a need, you fill it. And if what's working for you is working, we don't need to run out and try 10 new apps. But if you have a student that's really having trouble remembering notes or learning notes on the staff, we need a solution. You know, we need to try Piano Maestro or Music Flash Class or a little game or something. And so I think teachers, yes, it, it it's like the flashy object <laughs> syndrome where we're like, there's something there that looks so wonderful and amazing. So if you have the time to explore, explore. Um, but we don't need to fix what's not broken. We don't need to try to reinvent something when something is already working, which is why I love our twice monthly events in TMO. Like I love it because it's where you get to hear ideas and hear why it's working for that teacher. It's not, it's not an ad. It's not, um, an email you get from the company trying to trying to sell it to you. It's the actual teacher using it. And that's when you go, oh, I have a student like that. That's exactly what I need versus like, okay, here's a list of 20 things I need to figure out. That is a very good point. And I do use that resource a lot. Like in the group, I will put, hey, does anybody know about this? Or And a lot of times I get really good feedback. Yeah. Or you get the feedback that is like, nah, you know, it, it was broken for me or, it, you know, you get the honest truth right. about things that may seem really great, but that are just maybe Not a so little bad. hard. <laughs> <laughs> or they still need some work, right? Yeah. But so. I completely understand the sentiment of like, of wanting, wanting to, wanting to provide your students with an amazing experience. So, you know, what else is out there that we can give that to them? But. I, yeah, it's a, it is definitely a balance. I would say, you know, winter break or spring break or summer break are good times for you to to search and listen and try some things, but um, to, to not feel the overwhelm that you need everything. <laughs> I wanted to see if you had any closing words or any pieces of advice to share. Well, thank you so much for just letting me share. You know, it's really fun for me to share this experience, it has just turned into like 
just the most, I get emotional. Gosh, I'm so sorry. But um, just like the best friendships have come from this. And I have felt so um, I inspired, maybe a strong word, but truly inspired to create things that would help teachers feel relief from the stress and the overwhelm. And that is just, that's my goal is to help teachers um, reach their goals. You know, I just had a teacher email me who said, I just moved. My husband had a stroke. I am the breadwinner now. Tell me what to do. And it's like, I, like my heart just breaks for circumstances and situations that teachers are in. And I hope that some of the resources from the podcast and from our courses will bring that um, clarity and guidance needed to find success because we all need that. You know, we don't want to be isolated trying to figure this out for ourselves. So thank you, Anna Marie, for being such a great uh, member of our community and so helpful and so supportive. But honestly, thank you. Like I know, I know you said that people were jumping online, but you were like a lifeline when everything fell apart because you just helped me create a direct path. There were, there was so much noise, so many things going on. And so it was in all, in this time of all this chaos. And I really felt like I was treading water, just trying to like be with my students and and be there for them and keep them happy all of a sudden i found a way to do it better and to really feel like i was delivering a quality product thank you so much i mean for sharing yourself so effortlessly with all of us and and being willing to be a sounding board or talk through things or just so available when you have your own life and your own kids and your own things to do. It's really been a gift. So thank you. Thanks, Anna Marie. (laughs) Who is your business coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I created a virtual course and coaching membership called Teach Music Online that I want to invite you to join me in. With 60 plus videos, online teaching certification, monthly live group sessions, hundreds of hours of recordings, and online forums, you'll know exactly how to create a thriving online business that gives you the flexibility and freedom that I know you deserve. Plus, you'll have the support of hundreds of like-minded teachers along the way. So when you're ready to really take what you're learning on this podcast, the 10X level, then come check out the Teach Music Online membership at teachmusic.online forward slash membership. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have an amazing week and as always, happy teaching.